0: He's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Got my mojo winging. Got my mojo. Got my mojo Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker. And it's Stephen King month. We decided to do that. Now, you may have heard of Stephen King. He is the world's best-selling novelist uh that's it actually there's not really much more to him so he also made some movies apparently based off of his novels i haven't actually read anything by him because i read a third grade reading level uh we decided to start it off with carry the langoliers we'll get to that but october is also a big deal for us because we're both horror fans parker more so than i am and we both have big plans for october we have like stuff that we want to watch stuff that we want to get to so parker i'll let you start off uh what are your plans for halloween Well, I'm going to try and watch a
1: movie every single day, knowing deep down it'll fail because of having to do things like watch three hours of The Langoliers and four hours of The Shining that I'm not
0: going to get to it. And it's going to ruin my month, and I'm probably going to resent you for the rest of my life for it, honestly. You know that's about what I expected. Meanwhile, for me, I'm trying to. I, I, have, I have a lot of movies I'm trying to get to, but my stuff is kind of more, I guess, eclectic. I'm finishing up a review of. Oh, uh, wow. Sorry, excuse <laughs> me, my pedestrian tape. Uh, I'm trying to uh, watch a movie called Haxan, who came out in 1922. I think I mentioned it last week. I'm still not done with it because, like, the reviews. You sure did. The review is kind of rough. I'm not really into it, but uh, hopefully, the review gets posted on TerribleBlock.net pretty soon. Um, I'm also finishing up Gravity Falls, so yeah, this is another. Chris is back on his bullshit. <laughs> and I, 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 it's good so far, so it kind of fits in with, with October. You know, it kind of looks like October ish weather there all the time in the show. Sorry, that water I drink Anyway, uh, and I'm also finally going to get around to watching Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. Yes, big shock, Chris is watching children's cartoons again. But I have to admit, I was never really a Scooby-Doo fan growing up, and it was it just sort of knocked my socks off when you texted me last night that uh, you think the cast for the live-action Scooby-Doo movie was perfect. I mean, I'm, anyone who can
1: prove me wrong, please email me I, at butts at <laughs> that's,
0: that's actually my email address, but honestly, I think you Just
1: email me any advice you have
0: whatsoever (laughs) about scooby-doo i can't wait to find my inbox only (laughs) scooby-doo if it's jabberjaw i'll rip it in half (laughs) i i admit i never really liked it that much it always seemed like a rainy day tv show it's like well there's nothing we can do outside i guess we have to sit inside and watch fucking scooby-doo again jeez so
1: scooby-doo was essentially i got i woke up too early on saturday and cartoon network wasn't showing the cartoon cartoons yet mm-hmm So I was watching that and Two Stupid Dogs just waiting for Cow and Chicken to come I gotta
0: tell you, Two Stupid Dogs was a lot better. Got fond memories. I don't know why. You're not wrong. Because it's good as hell. Yeah, I'm going to go back and watch that one, they say. But not for October, because I hear that the new one, this uh, Mystery Incorporated thing, is really good. They've also got Harlan Ellison. Have I mentioned how much I love Harlan Ellison?
1: Oh, man. You are double back on your bullshit today. Yeah, yes, incri- I, I am, oh, so... Oh, boy. <laughs> he did that. <laughs> anyway,
0: uh, we uh, decided that we'd watch Carrie, so uh, we can get right to that. I don't think we need to get to the news segment. So, uh, I mean, I guess a brief news segment here. Uh, so there was a mass shooting in Las... Vi- uh, uh, maybe we,
1: Here's your yeah. weekly movie news. There's a Men in Black spinoff, and the world's a fucking nightmare. Chris, what did you watch this week?
0: Uh, what did I watch this week? Um... Out. Besides 18 hours of the Langoliers. Oh, jeez, Langoliers got to me. Carrie was good. Carrie was worth it. Uh I had a really good Sunday because man, ordinarily my Sunday is just filled with football, but I didn't even watch Oh the... yeah, dude. How good was your Sunday? With I football? didn't watch the Patriots at all. Cause a girl came over to my house and she watched what? movies with me, and we went out to a restaurant. We went out to two restaurants.
1: Oh, she could see the fucking look on my face. <laughs> So, you have deceived me for the last time. Look,
0: I... So we watched Carrie, and before we No get... apology, yeah, huh? Yeah, so before we, we get to Carrie, I want to give some backstory here. I haven't read Carrie yet. I, I was hoping I could maybe, like, find a way to squeeze it in before October got here, but it just kept, you know, the days kept passing me by. It's like, what, 800 pages or something like that? It's like
1: 200. <laughs>
0: Carrie's short? Really?
1: Yeah, it's like... No, 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 it's no. It's no. barely a book. Really? It's filled with like news clippings and like case files and shit like that to stretch it out. It is short as hell. I
0: had no idea. Wait a second, sec. oh my god, it's less than two hundred pages. It's like hundred ninety nine according to Wikipedia. Fuck you. I did not know that. I. <laughs> oh my god, it's almost hundred ninety eight. Whoa, That's incredible. She told me. She told me it was really long. I, I trusted you. <laughs>
1: what have I told you about trusting women? I... <laughs> <laughs> only trust games and content uh you're right. <laughs> you're
0: right i can't even trust the patriots defense anymore so uh okay yeah um huh i didn't even know that it was the future year of 1979 that's actually kind of cool it's like time
1: fiction um yeah i actually don't like the way carrie's written with all the, the flashbacks yeah, and the chapter's right. just cutting out i don't it's not okay good. uh Way better as a straightforward story, as you can tell from watching it.
0: All right, so uh, I, I did not read the book, Carrie, but I, I had hoped to. I just didn't get around to it. But it's a pretty big deal when your first novel ever is almost immediately adapted into a uh, major motion picture. And of all people to get, Brian De Palma as your uh, as your director, that's a really, really big steal there. And I know that King didn't make too much money. Apparently he only got paid like $1,500 for it and ended up being like another big hit, but he was just like, I think at the time he said, yeah, I was just really lucky to get that for my first novel. Also, the, the unstandard thing here is, uh, yeah, that was Carrie. And my name was at the front of that picture. Maybe a little bit of money, you know, on book sales afterwards.
1: Yeah, because you got to remember, before Carrie, he was writing short stories for Playboy and sci-fi magazines while living in a trailer with his wife and kids. Like, You'll take what you can get. Not
0: a dishonorable lifestyle, but not a very lucrative one. So if you want to make a living as a writer, it's it's pretty difficult. If you're into the sort of thing that Stephen King was into. Just do all of the cocaine and the words will follow. Which is, you know, not entirely shameful. But, uh, oh my god, I just... Okay, I, was, I read something on the Wikipedia, which I'll get to very soon. I guarantee I'm going to get to this one. Carrie uh, came out in 1976, and in the first five minutes of watching it, I knew that I was probably going to like it. Now that sounds tasteless because <laughs> the first five minutes involved Carrie getting slapped for sucking at volleyball, which, by the way, I could have sucked at volleyball too. And then it cuts to a bunch of teenage girls in a shower. And then it cuts to Sissy Spacek uh, soaping herself off and getting her period. Wait, but I liked it because of, like, you can immediately tell that there is a style here. You know, like they're playing that song that was it called, like the theme of Carrie or something like that. Like that little flute thing <laughs> that they likely. play, and it's you know it's filled in slow motion and everything. I was just like, there is heart in this movie. This isn't like one of those other movies where just like, boom, Carrie's gonna kill them all. It's just like, no, no, no. There is we're we're trying to do something here. You know.
1: I mean, in that first what is it a minute of them playing volleyball, you learn everything. That's right. You see everyone playing in that slow zoom. And as soon as you see her, you just hear, She's give it a carry. She'll fuck it up. And then she does. And everyone laughs at her. It's like, well, there's your setup. And then they yell at That's her. That's 100 pages right there. They done. tell her
0: she eats shit because she's bad at volleyball in gym class. Can, can we you know, roll our minds back, you know, 10 years or so to high school where who, who gave a shit in gym class? Who?
1: I would really, man, when I would belt out those five, sometimes six push-ups, I felt on top of the world, and no one could tell me I ate shit. Well,
0: it was really important to me to boss other people around and to tell them that they need to try harder during basketball, in gym class, in high school.
1: Who amongst us hasn't been in high school and sucked John Travolta's dick to convince him to ruin a girl's life? Whom listening? Please write in if you did.
0: Well, I'll get to that in a bit, but uh, so... Sissy Space, I mean Carrie White, has her period in high school. Uh, and uh, so I have to admit, I kind of liked the uh, the school principal call- calling her uh, Cassie Wright instead of Carrie White. <laughs> I, I, I thought it might have been a nice little conceit for this podcast to keep referring to her as Cassie Wright for the entire podcast, but I, I don't think I'd be able to do that. No, the
1: dedication it takes for everyone in this town to simultaneously hate, despise, and pity her is incredible. <laughs>
0: additionally it is one of those things where immediately you feel bad for her and it's not even like one of those manipulative ways like you see in like a couple other movies where it's like oh don't you feel so bad for this character and you realize no i don't this character's done nothing to make me want to like them whereas carrie white is constantly abused by other people and i do kind of want her to succeed that guy constantly calling her cassie I, you know, I actually, it got on my nerves a bit. I was just like, "Dude, come on, stop doing that." <laughs> he got corrected, and then he said it to her face immediately. Afterwards. I know, and then that. So she's it's perfect. So she's walking along the sidewalk after getting her period, which honestly probably feels a little bit worse. You know, like that long walk home, and then this kid on a bike who why isn't he in school? Just decides to start taunting her for what reason? I, this little fucking prick. And then she like knocks him over with her psychic powers. I was just like, "That's awesome." I like that you get a
1: sense that this entire neighborhood despises Carrie's mom, and as such, just hates her by association. Absolutely. They've been dealing with this woman going door-to-door with Bibles for like 15 years now, and they have had enough.
0: Now, it is established early on that Carrie has psychic powers, and it's just kind of there. Uh, they don't really explain how many midi chlorians she has, but they, you don't- Don't do this! <laughs> uh... So, she goes home, and she sees her mom, Piper Laurie. Do you know Piper Laurie from anything else?
1: I feel like I do, but if you ask me off the top of my head, I couldn't okay, make it. Okay, she was
0: in Twin Peaks. She was really good in Twin Peaks. It was just, this was like, whoa, Piper. Is that Laurie, like the, the titty bar, like Hooters? And she was also <laughs> something of right a... Right in the gut. Boy, I deserve that for the midi-chlorian slice, don't I? You, you sure know. do. Uh, she was also uh, she was a pretty big success in Hollywood back in like the 40s and 50s, and then she kind of got out of it. Oh, yes. Oh,
1: yes. The era of film, I appreciate Yeah,
0: anyway, she she kind of came up on it, and then they were like, Oh, come back, we want you to do Carrie, and she was just like, Fine, I'll do it, and... Did you know, Parker, that Piper Laurie was nominated for an Oscar for this movie? It's fucking
1: incredible. It is... I don't know what she's doing, but I love it. I'm telling
0: you, whatever she is doing, she is doing it as hard as she can. Uh... She, I read the Wikipedia trivia, or not the Wikipedia, the IMDb (laughs) trivia. I was about to get to that. Uh, Has he
1: ever been less surprised by a piece of trivia in your life?
0: Yeah, Piper Laurie is like, this is the most over-the-top thing I've ever done in my life. This has to be a black comedy, right? And (laughs) honestly, watching it with that knowledge, I'm kind of on her side for some of it because... (laughs) Oh my goodness! Uh, I I watched that first scene and uh, where she's like she puts Carrie in a closet for having her period, and she's and she like the, she starts like making the sign of the cross with her knife and like at the climax <laughs> with like this big weird ass grin on her face, and she keeps telling uh, Carrie to repeat this phrase. She keeps saying it over and over again. I was just like, holy hell, this is just nuts. This is just crazy. You,
1: you talked about her in the climax i'm just gonna say it now because i don't want to forget later when she gets home after the prom and she's just standing behind the door in that fucking nightgown oh i about screamed when i noticed her
0: oh you know the worst part about it is i only glimpsed her because i think it was reaching down to like i don't like scratch my leg or something like that and uh alice is just like oh she's behind the door and i was just like what what did i like only barely glimpsed her i was just like ah fuck i missed it that's the thing though is the way there's that, no music stings just oh fuck. yeah there she is that's that's the thing about the movie that i really like is more than anything else what this movie does incredibly well is the way that it's shot this is a beautifully shot movie whoever was doing the cinematography i, I think it was what was it, mario tosi or whatever oh my goodness it's just the way that everything is framed the way that you know you get these viewpoints whatever they were doing with that camera was just intense
1: I mean, every single camera angle between Carrie and her mom. Like, just perfect. Don't get used to it.
0: <laughs> that's We're going to go down some
1: roads in this month.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely true, especially with uh, Stephen King stuff. Uh, but, uh, so she's bullied by uh, those, Carrie, of course. Carrie is bullied by those other girls in her class, which, we've mentioned this before about Stephen King. What did greasers do to this poor boy? he
1: went through a very tough time and I can only assume the 1940s/ 50s slash whenever
0: yeah uh, I have never seen a guy hate bullies as much as Stephen King
1: boy can you he's been getting on his personal demons for five decades and he still can't get over these goddamn greasers. can you imagine would they'll like come up their hair and then pants them and shove them in a locker
0: <sighs> boy <laughs> do you think uh, do you think a bully ever called him tits god i would hope so uh can you imagine more about his bucky beaver oh there's or his weird shaped face hey what's up doc
1: (laughs) and then they'd slick their hair back and drive off in their fucking christine car start
0: throwing carrots at them
1: (laughs) i'm gonna show them i'm gonna dress up like a girl bunny and i'm gonna seduce them (laughs) and i'm gonna write a spooky novel about it click (laughs) click. Tipity can you imagine kept, yeah. if he
0: had just decided to like do some push-ups actually stand up to him what a pussy anyway cassie decides i'm oh, sorry That's what typewriters are for yeah. anyway carrie decides that uh,
1: by your logic actually <laughs> I'll defeat you with words <laughs> uh carrie i say as i write all my <laughs> thoughts
0: carrie decides that she sorry. has <laughs> <laughs> so she has some sort of crush on a boy in her class named tommy dude how much did you salivate over tommy that hair is the most delicious thing I've ever I'm seen. I'm fucking telling you, dude. Like, fucking Tommy was, like, the best part of this movie. It, the, the best part about this is I think it's either the actor or, apparently, in the book, he's this way, too. The, the character. He's just the most aloof, with-the-flow guy I've ever met. He's just like, I don't want to ask Carrie to the prom. And then they sit, and they don't talk about it. It's just like, fine, I'll do it. And I keep wondering, what is he going to get out of this Like If
1: Tommy asks me to prom, I'm letting him know. It's a sure thing, Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. In fact,
1: you don't have to rent the limo. mm -hmm. Just bring your dad's pickup, and you are in.
0: Now, the question here. Why does Tommy ask Carrie to the prom? Well, because Sue tells him. Sue is Tommy's boyfriend, or girlfriend. And she's just like, yeah, I want you to ask out Carrie to prom. The whole time I was watching it, I was just like oh, there's a scheme here. There's some sort of scheme going on. <laughs> and uh, the the gym teacher for all those girls is just, she's on my side. She's just like, what is the scheme here? And Sue's just like, look, I just think she needs to start seeing someone else. Maybe it'd be good for her. And she's got this weird face when she's explaining, like, yeah, I think it'd be good for Karen." I'm just like, what is she planning? Like, I know about the pig's blood, that's going to happen eventually, but what's she going to do? Meanwhile, Tommy's just like, dude, why am I here? All right, can I like fucking go? You like, I just, I, dude, the waves are out there, man. You know, I gotta get out there and surf, bro. Can we talk about how invested that gym teacher is in Carrie's uh, life? Uh, that gym teacher cares more about her life. A <laughs> little than her much. Problem. Yeah. Well, that. What's your plan, huh? You're gonna take her to the prom and embarrass her? Like, fucking what? Okay. Do, you, do I know you? Okay, there's that, but I did like the gym teacher just because. Look, I never. <laughs> she's belted the shit out of Carrie well, uh, stop screaming oh yeah, yeah she did yeah she did hit Carrie I forgot about that but she also hit Chris <laughs> which by the way terrible name for a villain but so she lines up all the girls in class and she's just like look I'd like to take away your prom tickets and suspend you for six days the girls are like "Oh, prom like, well, aren't women you know, stupid three day detention and it's with me and she just starts you know doing like uh, exercises with them and can we talk about the music <laughs> it's incredible. The High school PE montage. Mm-hmm. Why, by the way, no one in this movie wears a bra. No one in the Langoliers wears a bra either. What's up with that? Anyway, I sure didn't notice that in Langoliers. Oh, so just, yeah. There's just like, oh, a it, well, bit nippy on that Also plane. in Carrie. You see Carrie's dress, I was just like, you need a band aid. You need two band aids. Just like, you know?
1: Look, you never know if this night's going to happen again. You just go for
0: yeah. it. Well, <laughs> oh, geez. Anyway,
1: uh, it's, it's like her mom ever let her wear a bra. I, I kind of. I can see your dirty pillows, Chris. <laughs> this they're, movie's so they're good they're
0: called breath and every woman has them and I was about to raise my hand and be like Audrey Hepburn actually but <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's <Jesus>. really mean <laughs> but uh she uh,
1: that's cool i know have Libby Newton-John went around the corner if he didn't so we're fine yeah. well anyway so <laughs> the all the
0: girls uh, in that gym class except for Carrie who's excused from gym class for a week lucky dog uh they have to do these <laughs> these uh exercises stuff and they're like she can't make us do this I was just I'm watching it I was like this is the easiest shit I've ever seen in my life they're jogging in place they're doing girl push-ups they're doing jumping jacks it's i'm like god anyone can do this and so chris yeah
1: anyone anyone could just do all these push-ups and jumping jacks anyone can tommy don't ever speak to me like that (laughs) tommy can do whatever yeah apparently he's
0: going to nationals what sport doesn't matter uh he also is apparently a really good poet or did he steal that from someone did you recognize his uh poetry teacher
1: He looked incredibly familiar, and I couldn't place him.
0: He's in two uh, uh, movies that were big hits. Uh, First one was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, won a whole bunch of Academy Awards, and the other was Cool as Ice, which starred Vanilla Ice. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, so he was in both of those, and... uh, Boy, I gotta tell you, the more I think about Tommy, the more he just didn't really have a personality besides Aloof, but you still like him. You're just like, boy, I like that guy. Um, Chris, if
1: I was a Stephen King book, I'd be a Tommy knocker, because he would do whatever he wanted to me.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Uh,
1: Knocking boots, son!
0: Yeah, so Chris is just, she's just nuts, and she decides, oh, I'm not going to do these exercises anymore, because raising my knees is hard? I don't know. And she decides to get her boyfriend, Billy. Let's talk about John Travolta's very first speaking role in a major motion picture.
1: Actually guys, we have a special guest, John Travolta's in the studio. John, what was it like filming that movie?
0: Well, I gotta tell you about filming this with Chris. I to tell you get the pig over here. It's it's like he's trying to be Bob Dylan as he's performing this. <laughs> All right, Chris, welcome back. You
1: just missed him. John Travolta was in here. It's oh, so geez. fucked up he had to use the bathroom.
0: A lifelong dream. Anyway, like, so he's interested in where he's, like, he's he's driving his car with Chris next to him. Have you ever seen a less functional relationship than that? I've lived several, yes. <laughs> I mean, besides me and my father, of course. But I'm going to... Ted doesn't listen. Uh, it's it's like, a, you know... They're hitting each other and yelling at each other and cursing at each other. He's drinking while driving, and doesn't get in trouble for it. I liked how like it started off as playful slapping, and she called him a dumb shit, and he just popped
1: right in the face, like
0: fucking told you not to. Yeah, and I was make fun of me. And immediately, you're just like, boy, Stephen King really doesn't like bullies, does he? Uh, and then she she's like, listen, I need a favor, and she starts blowing him, and says with yes, perfect enunciation, with a mouthful of dick. I hate Carrie White.
1: If I ever have a sexual encounter, I'll tell you if it's anything like that. But I just have to go with what the movie tells me.
0: Oh, boy. I and didn't
1: think it's how blowjobs worked, but...
0: The best you know, part is actually Josh reaction gone. because his reaction is, so as she says, I hate Carrie White. His reaction is, who? <laughs> Which is <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> just like, Wait, who is this person? <laughs> yeah, this movie's real good. <laughs> it is actually very good. Uh, the thing is, like, they're the one problem that i think that sticks out more than anything else in this movie is the speed it's very inconsistent <laughs> there are a couple moments that go on by like almost an exact minute too long uh first example uh sissy spacex showering herself i she's she's fine to look at i'm sure and i guess it goes with like the music and we're supposed to be learning about her and of course you know the period etc but it's like okay i get it you can cut this anytime. time same thing where the girls are doing their exercises it's like Please, no more of this funk music. Just, you can go ahead and cut it. Sounds like an electric harmonica. And the rest of the movie goes fast. It's like, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this. Don't
1: forget the part where the on suits, where he literally just speeds it up for five seconds.
0: Oh, yeah, what was, not even five seconds, it's like two seconds. I was just like, what are you doing? I don't understand. I actually, I... So Alex laughed at that. She knew it was coming. I was just like, was that a mistake in the film or something like that? (laughs) I did like that scene, though, because that scene captures what high school boys are like better than almost any other movie. High school guys are just, like, messing around with each other. They're not, like, fucking dazed and confused i don't think hit on what high school guys are like i don't think fast times at ridgemont high did that either and honestly even breakfast club wasn't really that close to what high school guys are like it was it was kind of but really that one scene it was only like 30 seconds of them trying on tuxedos it was like it was
1: similar to me i also kept a gun in my locker but it was because i got bxr'd and standbite in halo 2 and lost my team slayer rank and i just fucking (laughs) i was up here i was up here chris i didn't work all these hours to have someone just unplug their fucking modem, okay?
0: <laughs> All <laughs> back right. Back to the movie. Anyway, yeah, so back to that. I, I liked them, you know, uh, when they were doing that. But I will say this. Again, the bullies in this movie are evil. Like, actual evil. I'm pretty... Didn't the gym teacher say this? Like, what you did was the most heartless, cruel thing I've ever seen? And honestly, yeah, I'm on the gym teacher's side for much of it. Like, I wasn't an abusive teacher or anything like that. But... Yeah, I would have slept the hell out of Chris. Oh, Bill, what the fuck is with you? Why are you like this? Why are you so fucking evil, you know? And make him go through physical training? Hell yeah, make him go even harder. Make him train with a wrestling team. Don't think too hard about the way I said that. I certainly didn't think very hard about it. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Chris goes nuts and, and hooks up with Billy and says, yeah, so we're going to pull a really nasty prank. First, we're going to kill a pig. What was with that scene? Yeah,
1: right there. That's like, hey, I don't know who Cassie Wright is, but I'm out of it. Like, yeah, I'm not Uh, murdering a pig. You, I mean, it's cool that you sucked my dick, but you could enunciate clearly and properly while doing it, and so I feel like I can do better.
0: Yeah. Now, what was with the guy who actually who was helping them out? He was was it this guy with the red hat? Was he the one? Do you remember? uh because that's
1: like some weird country yokel that didn't fit in this movie
0: and he was saying like whoa don't worry little piggies i'm just going to bust your brains and then you don't have to worry about the bomb no more and that was one of my favorite you guys rides. ever see texas chainsaw cool <laughs> now he was wearing a red hat and i i love this guy because of a later scene so he's part of a scam to like make sure that carrie is the prom queen so it's kind of like uh Chris and and Billy are trying to pull off like a Greek tragedy thing, build her up and then break her down, kind of like Little Caesar, nineteen thirty one, Hollywood. Maybe look it up. And he so he takes the uh, the the ballot sheets right, and he's going to fix them so that they all say Carrie White, and. When he does, he goes to the guy who's in charge of planning this. I'm thinking of the party planning committee from fucking uh, the office. And he's got this red hat on. And uh, the guy's like, well, I could have used your help a while ago. He's like, no, 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 I'm going to help out now. What time was it start? The guy's like, well, the committee starts at six He's so, like, 630 is not going to work for me. I'm going to be there at 8. And I was just like, that's fucking funny. That's my favorite line in the whole movie. Because I've known so many people who are just like, just so presumptuous. Just going kind to of, like, look, I'm going to be there at 8. And it's just like, yeah, you're going to work around me now. I, I, I don't know why. I just fucking love that. You talk about his hat.
1: My favorite was the girl who was always dressed like fucking Mario. Just, <laughs> always had those overalls on.
0: Even at prom, she I'm was wearing her red hat. obsessed with her. She's so good. Oh, my God. Do you think like she ever got it like blown off by a giant snowman? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Anyway, oh, you take double damage without that. So uh <laughs> shut up So the movie's moving really fast. So she's she's going with Tommy and, and Tommy's asking her out, it's just like please come with me, come with me, come with me, come on, come on, come with me, come with me now. And Kara's like, Fine, I'll fucking go, jeez. And then Piper Laurie goes nuts in her house and my God, it's so much fun to watch. Piper Laurie's having the time of her life. just uh, going Palma,
1: should I go like
0: bigger, crazier, like more bombastic? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now Dude I will say all. this: I think that that was exactly what he told her, and I don't blame Piper Laurie for giving an over-the-top performance. In fact, I credit her for giving an over-the-top performance. I don't know who else was nominated in 1976 for Best Actress for you know i think maybe what the the woman from network or something like that but honestly piper lori kind of killed it she she went she went as big as you could possibly go in this kind of role and it hey it was fun to watch and i i got no problem with that so i'm you know i'm into it basically i'm i'm, I'm defending uh, the choices made here because everything else by brian de palma was good with one notable exception I again i told you that the movie's fast like okay she made her own dress like there it is. You know, you don't even get, like, a fucking training montage. I'm gonna get the materials. I'm gonna measure it on this body. You know, just, like, here it is. You know. Oh, uh, nips are out and everything? Oh, too bad. And then, uh, one of my favorite things, before she gets into the car, uh, is they're up in her little closet room, because it's fucking tiny, and she force pushes Piper Laurie onto the bed, who, who, to stop her from going crazy, and then she's like, okay, I'm gonna walk out now. And then Piper Laurie gets up, starts going crazy again, and again, force pushes her right back. I was just like, would you stay put (laughs) you know (laughs) and then she so she goes down and she goes with tommy there and boy i have never seen two people who have never really spoken before just click immediately someone who's extremely shy versus someone who has as far as i can tell no feelings one way or the other about anything they dance they they dance fast boy they start dancing you see the way that they start like turning really really fast with the camera going the other way I was oh, getting... Yeah, dizzy. I almost got a headache. Yeah, yeah I, was I just like, appreciate that. Yeah, you guys are not moving that fast. You'd be puking. But, I, again, it's probably shot that way on purpose. So, again, I'm defending the choice. It's just... It's kind of like kind of funny to watch, you know? And, again, I kind of feel like maybe the humor was intentional. And I'm into it. I like that sort of thing. It reminds me, in a way, of Evil Dead too in a, in a very, very different <laughs> way. And Back
1: on your bullshit.
0: I, am I ever off? And... Uh, <laughs> So Chris and Billy are laughing like Team Rocket over here as they're hiding underneath the uh, the what was a little stand thing and they got that the bucket of pig's blood. Which here's the central problem of Carrie. I'm not putting a spoiler mar- warning at the start of this review because it's impossible to spoil Carrie. Not not just like oh yeah, everyone knows what happens in in Carrie. Everyone knows the big thing about it. That's the movie's fault because it's on the fucking poster.
1: Yeah, I don't appreciate that. But that gets into something I'll let you finish that I want to talk about. Okay. But I shall let you go ahead.
0: Okay, because this really bugged me. Again, movies, fast, fast, fast. And then Sue is there for what reason? I have no idea. I don't even know why she's, she's there.
1: She just wants to see how it goes. Or... I,
0: yeah, That's there's actually no good reason for that. But she's there. And then she sees in slow motion... Oh, my God. Th- ...that this was easily the slowest part of the entire movie. I was just yelling, like get it over with pull the fucking string like you know in, in edward Pull the string i was just like fucking do it all right i just we came here for a payoff let's see it i don't know if that was intentional i i don't know that it was supposed to be this slow and even if it was that's where i disagree with brian de palma's direction because god it takes forever just her with the blood i'm trying to see something here
1: So the thing with this movie is it's impossible to not know how it ends. Everyone knows the pig's blood and everything.
0: Mm -hmm. But it still works when
1: you know what's coming. Because the entire movie, you're just like, please, God, let this be like Clue where there's like alternate endings. Let this for the one time be the time things work out for her. It's just the slowest, most heartbreaking drudge towards it. And you know it's coming and there's nothing you can do about it.
0: Exactly.
1: Because Carrie White is such a likable character. Like, even back when she first gets asked out, and that gym teacher pulls her aside and, like, brushes her hair and all that, and she starts blushing, it's like, Oh, God, no, please. Just let one nice thing happen to this woman. <laughs> For the love of God. But, nope.
0: It's unfortunate that that's just not that kind of story. And I have to admit, the effects and everything during her rampage, those are some really good effects. I didn't like it that Tommy had to die. That's just not fair. And the gym teacher, too, I guess. But... I mean, all the fire and everything, that's not easy to pull off. And it just looked good. And I gotta tell you, here's where it really comes home, that Chris and Billy go beyond evil. They try to run her over with a car afterwards.
1: <laughs> I don't know how she caught up to him or any of that, but doesn't really matter.
0: I, I don't know. I don't even know what's going on here. Like, at, at the end of it, like, you see all this destruction, she'd she you be like, dude, I'm out, you win, all right? Just fucking, this game isn't fun anymore. It's just like, no, 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 let's run her down. Let's fucking, I love... Bullying people who could also mm-hmm. kill me. And then they get killed. They get killed as shit.
1: Well, let me push up my glasses here. Uh, in the book, on the way home, she just like levels the entire town. But they couldn't afford that. So I, I, you get yeah. the car and that's about it.
0: Well, the movie made its money back this way, so it's okay. But are <laughs> uh, fine. They're so, doing okay. So uh, during the scene where the Blood gets dumped on her, uh, what does she hear in her head? <laughs> You want me to say it, don't you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> we are all going to laugh at you. <laughs> She's so good. Just constantly, they're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. And I can tell this is something that's just like, oh, this is going to be the refrain in so many people's heads. And oh, yeah. it's not even that it's funny. It's just like, oh, that's creepy as shit, you know? And she, the worst part is she saw it coming. So she takes uh, her second walk of shame through this town. And she's soaked in blood and she walks home and, uh, as soon as she walks into the house, I couldn't help but like start making jokes like rapid fire. It's just like, all right, mom, a bit of egg on my face here and, uh, (laughs) other things too. And she's, and immediately she starts noticing the candles. And Alex made a good point. She's oh like, my God. as soon as she sees all like, her, she's like, right there, I'm out. You know, that's just oh, like, absolutely. Yeah, you know, if this isn't my house anymore. I got to move out. I got to strike out on my own. Not the candles, all right? I can't. I'm do not going
1: candles. back in that closet because after four decades of like writing horror novels, that fucking statue with those eyes.
0: Oh, what was? Is with those the eyes?
1: most upsetting thing I've ever seen in my life.
0: What was? What was with those eyes? I have. I no don't idea. know, but yeah. I hate it. Yeah. yeah. So like fucking she's going through there and so she sees the candles like she's making the jokes like yeah i'd be rushing out of there i'd be like mom i gotta tell you all the candles kind of a fire hazard let me, you know I'm speaking from personal experience here and uh she's so she's going around just i, she, I don't even think she calls for her mom does she right so no, she just she, just she goes upstairs, on upstairs like uh, washes herself off puts on a Sweater, I guess. What does she wear? And now? then, like
1: we said, she's standing behind the door, and then she's still back there after she's done bathing. Oh, fucking very kill me!
0: Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, what a great shot. I just—that's just a great shot there. What you know? a
1: gorgeously filmed movie. It is. It which is, is not yeah. something we're going to say very often this month.
0: Yeah, uh, that's definitely true. This is one with a lot of time and effort put into it. And then uh, Carrie's mom goes nuts again because Piper Laurie. Good God the boys. <laughs> Oh, tell me what his name is. It was, just, it was so funny to me. And then she gets And I him. liked it. Okay. <laughs> oh, she was going nuts. And then she gets killed in the exact same way as that Jesus statue, which I have to admit, I saw that one coming just because when you see the Jesus statue, if you could tear your eyes away from his eyes and his Led Zeppelin hair. Nope. Nope. What is with. Oh my god,
1: I wrote Alice Cooper hair for besties.
0: Yeah, well, what is with the uh, arrows in him? I'm. Um, uh, it's
1: actually not Jesus. It's some random. Uh, it's on the trivia somewhere. I can't remember who it is because, I mean, I read at a third grade level. I certainly don't remember what I learned in church. Yeah, whatever,
0: nerd. Anyway, uh, so she's so her mom read stuck up, that way, and then the the house just collapses. And you know the damnedest thing, someone spoiled the ending for me where her hand comes out of the ground and grabs her. <laughs> was it was it this guy? No, it wasn't. It was a. Uh, I was reading some magazine or something. And it's just was like it everyone remembers AMC when I hand came hundredth- out at the end of Care. I was like, "Oh fuck me, right?" Because uh, it
1: was also AMC's 100 Scariest Movie Moments.
0: Really? Because that scene, I have to admit, I, knowing it was coming didn't scare me in the slightest. Because the the music or the sound design, something, sorry, something must have fucked up there. Because. Uh, it sounded just kind of like was like out and just grabbed her and, and I was like it's a good ending you, I mean you kind of need it to be there because like it, it shows that the fear will stick with her for the rest of her life and it's something that the fear will stick with the moviegoers for the rest of their lives and maybe don't pick on the weird nerdy girl in school you know but uh, I just feel like maybe there's something with the sound inside because it just didn't scare me also you noticed uh, you you had to have uh, that every single scary sound there was literally pulled Verbatim from Psycho.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, which I mean, if you're I gonna pull from anything, you might as well pull from
1: Hitchcock. On TV as a kid, and the first time I did it, and when I rewatched this week, is like, oh, you just you just flat out took that, huh? Yeah. Well, no
0: I, one noticed, which is funny because uh, uh, Hitchcock credited uh, the the composer for writing sixty percent of the scares in Psycho because he says it all comes from the music, and they they just took it, so. Uh, I mean, hey, you
1: change one note, you just fucking under-pressure eyesized Baby, that thing, and who's gonna say no?
0: So, uh, final thoughts here. Carrie, uh, good movie or great movie?
1: Fucking great movie. Like, top ten, easy. That's not even a discussion. Top. It really comes down to, is it top five?
0: Yeah, th- that is a discussion. I, I still maintain that the top five of Stephen King are so easy to name that Carrie can't possibly make its way in there. It's Shawshank, Shining, Stand By Me, Misery, and Green Mile. But... I, I look at this, and Carrie makes a really strong case for six. I, I kind of feel like there's a bit of a gulf between Green Mile and Carrie, But um, then again, Green Mile, I guess maybe it is overrated by some people. It's kind of... I'm going to use this word I just made up here, Gumpian. It's it's a very much like Forrest Gump and how saccharine it is sometimes. It's just, it is so much of a feel good movie. Even when it feels terrible, it's still a feel good movie. Whereas Carrie is trying to tell a very specific story about a, about a very specific case that is still somehow relatable, which is such a hard line to walk. And for all its faults with, with its speed and its pacing, it is frame so beautifully the performances are if they're not you know you know expert level which i think sissy spacek is just like incredible in this movie whereas piper lori is the other side of it she's just you know going batshit she's she's almost like christopher walken you know in some sort of like she has her own sort of thing right now but it's entertaining and in a very good way and the, so basically what i'm saying is the performances are with the exception of sue who is terrible are just always entertaining you're going to have a good time if you watch carrie
1: I've watched this a couple times, and I looked at the last time I watched it. I rated it four and a half stars. I was like, "There's no way!" And every time I re- rewatch it, by the end, I'm like, "Oh no, it's actually incredible. I was right." Mm-hmm. It always, for some reason, just like lowers my estimation until I watch it. Like, no, it's still a masterpiece. But like, how many horror movies do you watch where you were 100% on the antagonist side? Like, do you ever sympathize with Freddy Krueger or Michael Myers? No, <laughs> but you want Carrie to fucking murder all of these people. Oh,
0: exactly. You're totally on her side. And when you see, th- I mean, you don't want like the fucking uh, gym teacher to get it, and you definitely don't want poor little Tommy to die. But I mean, at that point, like after everything that's happened to her, and to realize that she's been set up like this. Fucking burn them, dude! Like I. And also, I, 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 sorry, go ahead. I. It's just like I've got no sympathy for the people in this movie.
1: I realized something watching this time. So once though, you're
0: all gonna laugh at you,
1: <laughs> and it's kaleidoscoping out like that. Mm-hmm. That's her POV. How many people do you actually think are laughing?
0: I. I bet almost none, because I. I started thinking immediately. It's like the movie actually goes to. Uh, Nat sound silence. So, you can hear it's a little so bit... so
1: good. Oh, my God. You, you, yeah, you can hear... hands just thumping on the ground. Exactly. Not, oh. So, you
0: hear that. You hear a little <sighs> bit of the blood dripping and stuff like that, but you don't hear the people. That's important because I think it's kind of left to the viewer's imagination. Now, I'm thinking, what if that happened in my prom? Heaven for fen What if that happened in my prom? You would hear gasps and shrieks, people rushing to her A, being like, are you okay? You know? It, that wouldn't be any, like, uh, oh, let's just sit and stare, I suppose. But they did sit and stare, so honestly, that is a little bit like laughing in a lot of people.
1: If that happened at my prom, I definitely would have heard about it the next day. <laughs>
0: oh man, that's good. <laughs> oh
1: well. Uh, the only other thing is, do you know how like the book for Carrie came to be?
0: um i have i okay i think i i know uh stephen king was a teacher which uh i was too so i'm kind of like stephen king and uh he was he was teaching and he had a couple of uh he had two girls in his high school who were who were kind of they were kind of outcasts you know they weren't very popular and he decided to sort of like blend them together and add in some other stuff and you know make a novel out of it and this was like make or break for him he was like if this didn't get sold i don't know what i'm going i don't know if i'm going to write i don't know if i'm going to live you know and it got picked up and it got really really popular
1: like he straight up his wife was digging through the trash cleaning it out and she dug the manuscript out of the trash and convinced him to finish it so this book almost never happened it finally gets published it's it does okay then this movie gets made it triples its sales becomes a bestseller And then we get all these great things, like the Salem's Lot, The Shining, The Langoliers.
0: Oh, let's talk about my favorite, favorite adaptation of Stephen King, besides all the other ones. The Langoliers. So, uh, three hour runtime. So, Stephen King doesn't just write short books like Carrie, which again, I thought that was like 800 pages. Fuck me, right? Uh, turns out he also writes some longer stuff that just, you can't adapt all of it. Into a movie, even then, at 199 pages, you can tell they cut a lot of stuff from that book, either because it just wasn't filmable, or it was too expensive, or it was just like it would make the movie too long, you know.
1: Also, hot take: most of their changes are for the better.
0: Honestly, I could probably see that. I maybe it's just like a different telling of the story, but Stephen King really liked the movie version of Carrie, so yeah, I like her to having think telekinesis
1: as a kid. Kind of fucks the whole metaphor for growing up up.
0: Uh. Yeah, well. Still, though, I bet it's a fine story, but I I would probably agree with you that, like, the changes are probably for the better. I'll, I'll get to the book at one point, but, uh... Except
1: he, she's supposed to be a fat kid, so the pig's blood actually makes sense that it's a pig. Yeah. But whatever.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I mean, come on. I mean, it's, it's a Hollywood movie, you know? They're always going to go with someone attractive. Uh... <laughs> Except for, for Ned Beatty, anyway um <laughs> so uh, who is good swerve. swerve I'm proud of you I, they mentioned him in the player thumb anyway uh, oh boy yeah I'm <laughs> what are you beating my head in the fucking wall if you say it one more time <laughs> so the Langoliers is based off I assume a, a novella or something like that I don't remember I'm pretty sure it was yep. a novella
1: out of um, a fuck I had the name written down but I forgot it it was one of those novellas it was just four stories that also gave us Secret Window with Johnny Depp. So fucking thanks to this thing.
0: Yeah. Um, this is one of those things where I, it came out in 1995. Let's remember that date. 1980. he They, they make uh, The Shining, which is directed by Stanley Kubrick. Wonderful film. One of the best movies, period. Not just Stephen King. This is one of the best movies, period. I love this movie. I rewatch it all the time. I'm definitely watching it for October. The only question is if I'm going to watch it twice. But Stephen King hated it. He hated this adaptation. And he's kind of warmed over to it later on. You know, later he's like, well, I guess it's not that bad. It's just not my story. Dude, I'm sorry. I, I read The Shining. This is a hell of a lot better than your book. It's, you should be so proud that Stanley Kubrick improved your work. It just made a masterpiece out of it. But he hated it. That set a lot of dominoes to fall. Because Stephen King was a huge household name. Like I said, the world's best-selling novelist. So you would have all these movies and, and TV series and adaptations come out. And he would say, oh, no, this isn't right. This is There's something different. And the fans, more than anyone else, would say, no, this isn't right. In the book, it was better like this. Or this was better like this. And basically, there are a lot of excuses going around saying, oh, the director didn't understand his vision. Or this work just wasn't supposed to be adapted in a visual format. And this is kind of what led to the you know, more TV adaptations, so they could get more of his material. You said it better than anyone else I've ever heard. And Alex kind of echoed your sentiments on this. He is a man of ideas, good ideas and bad ideas, but by God, he's going to be putting those ideas down on paper one way or another.
1: He's going to get into a Coke fuel frenzy down an entire six pack in one night and empty every idea in that crazy head onto that typewriter, whether it matters or not. Like sure. We'll do tonight. We'll write about this dog outside of a window. And we'll do vampires. And then here's some story about dragons. Like, just vomit it all out, Steven.
0: Well, I, I kind of like the one about dragons because that was him trying to venture into another market. And, and the fans were just like, no, you gotta write horror. And he's just like, I feel trapped by the fans. Click, 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 click. Here's misery. <laughs> Time to write misery. Yeah, exactly. But then again, I honestly, like, you You listen to my top five. Only one of those is a, I mean, only two of them are real horror stories. I You can't really call Shawshank Redemption a horror story. Or like some scenes in there. Well, okay, yeah, I was about to They're say. More oh, well, you know, maybe. But If we have to do another thing like Langoliers,
1: I'm going to carve my name into a fucking ceiling beam.
0: Yeah, I can tell. You just really don't like the Langoliers. Couldn't you not <laughs> do that? <laughs> so the Langoliers is based off of Stephen King's fear of flying. Did you know that he had a fear of flying? He has a fear of cars now, too, I bet. There's other stuff that he doesn't like, too. I can only imagine what they are. Probably bullies and stuff. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm going to run out of paper at this, right? Uh, how does this calm anyone? Jeez, that guy was weird. Uh,
1: Did you like the sound he made?
0: Uh, oh, God, is, the face is even better. Sorry, nut. we, we got to talk about... Even before we get to the Legoliers, let's talk about Bronson Pinchot. Holy shit, this dude is... I think every Stephen King adaptation must have one person who's overacting the entire time. I guess maybe not Shawshank, but... Even in Misery, Kathy Bates, when she's in her manic stages, is just going nuts off the wall. But fucking Shining, uh, you got... Uh, I, I will say, honestly, Jack Nicholson is, is just being more Jack Nicholson than he's ever been in that movie. Uh, in It, you got Tim Curry, who's just a riot. And in uh, Carrie, you got Piper Laurie. So they've always got at least one overactor, and in uh, what is it, Maximum Overdrive? They got like seven overactors. <laughs> so he's just into this. He he says just like, yeah, it's my favorite part of the whole movie. So uh, he decided he's going Shocking. to, like, yeah, we're going to have Bronson Pinchot just do, I I don't know what, but oh boy, is he doing it further than anyone's ever done it before.
1: He is going to yell and he is going to sweat for a very long time. There is something he going, a going on with his, fucking man. Yeah,
0: with his eye makeup. Holy
1: and shit! Don't worry, we're zooming in close. <laughs> we're getting real tight on that fucking flop sweat uh, with his manic Buster Bluth impression.
0: Okay, so I'll get to it like this. So the movie or miniseries starts off with a British or Australian.
1: Apparently he's British, but uh, that's no British accent I've ever heard. Yeah, I
0: gotta tell you, uh, a man meeting up with Tom Holland, the director, uh, and he gets out of the car with Tom Holland, and he, he walks into the airport. He's just like, I, I, I don't want to meet this woman. And Tom Holland says, "We'll have a pint to celebrate." And his his smile fades. <laughs> his and there's like five minutes <laughs> of the miniseries guy right there with that smile <laughs> fading. <laughs> Those fucking big fake teeth sticking out. drink to it (laughs) then tom holland uh i I mentioned his name very loudly for two reasons one you know tom holland from fright night and and child's play yeah child's play yeah fright and child's play so one of the you'll be familiar with him soon enough but just give it time friend do you happen to have uh the langoliers on dvd yeah uh look at the back of the box uh just flip it around go way down to the very bottom of that box and it says on there and in the credits it's like who cares tom holland in big shiny metallic lettering it's bigger than stephen king's name you're just like holy shit the tom holland oh we're in for a spooky ride
1: what's he gonna do with this story
0: from the master of horror yeah which very important this is the master of horror so uh we then cut to bronson Pinchot, who plays i i don't remember it's, it's some sort of like stockbroker something like that businessman really is what we're going to call him and uh he's walking into the airport and his lackey comes up behind him and says oh you didn't make 43 million dollars you lost 43 million dollars you'd think someone would have caught that sooner it, that seems like right? a pretty big mistake
1: i know i lost it <laughs> yeah so good. he says it's gonna be I have to really admit, good i
0: hadn't seen it long enough where i remembered why he did uh we'll <laughs> oh, get to yeah we will get waggy. to it because that was uh boy you're gonna have to explain it to me because i think i forgot anyway we also see some, some sort of like school teacher in a blind chick named dinah holy shit
1: I spent an hour screaming at my TV. Is her name Diane or Diana? <laughs> Dinah. D-I-N-A-H. And they
0: couldn't even Fuck put her yourself. in a kitchen for the really easy joke. Anyway. Kill yourselves. <laughs> anyway, so she's blind, and we keep getting reminded about this, but boy, she's the least interesting character. And she's got psychic powers. They called it Shining. And <laughs> somehow just just like... A, why is there a second character in every Stephen King story? And B, boy, could someone teach this kid how to act?
1: I felt really bad when the first time she on screen, I went, is that her boy or girl? <laughs> is that haircut? is not helping you. Al-
0: Alex said it best. He was like, the only reason you know she's a girl is because she's wearing pink. <laughs> They probably got a set and
1: went. Let's just uh, put a little pink shirt on here. About a pink jacket. You want some pink glasses, bitch? <laughs> what is this? What is this fucking home improvement kid haircut you've got?
0: <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas head ass. Oh uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, the pilot gets off the plane and he finds out his wife Annie died. So, did you make the same joke
1: I did? <laughs> did you mean ex-wife? Oh, and wife still ex, cried? Ex-wife, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, probably would Did you make the same joke I did, though?
1: Let me hear it. I don't want to own up to it.
0: His ex-wife's name is Annie, and he's just like, oh, is she okay? And I was just like, God. Annie, yeah. are you okay? Are you okay, Are you Annie? okay, Annie? <laughs> oh, I can't help myself. Anyway. Um, Look, you got to do what you can to get through this, because... Anyway, he so makes. that takes a good 20 minutes uh, for that to happen. Then he gets back on a different plane, and they decide to go to Boston, home of the Boston Red Sox. And, of course, fucking Patriots suck. And uh, so they're going the two through... Two and
1: two, America's favorite.
0: Yeah. So they fall asleep, and then they wake up, and no one else is on the plane. And then uh, I fall asleep. Master, Master of Horror, right here. Um, it's really scary to be on a plane with no one else. And you're like, oh man, who's flying the plane to get in there? No one's flying the plane. Oh wait, it's autopilot, so we're actually totally fine. And we have a After pilot ten minutes who can of land them trying two. to knock the door down, you forget. Oh god, they keep trying to knock that fucking door down, and this is my favorite what thing. Do you it's think like he's in there.
1: I'm British. <laughs> okay.
0: So like, on. so you get the pilot trying to get in there, and then the British guy sneaks up on him, and you can see him, and he scares the pilot that way. And I was just like, I guess that was our first jump scare. <laughs> Ooh. they're um, not
1: holding anything back.
0: Yeah, this just. And then Bronson Pinchot decides, no, guys, we need to make this bigger somehow. He just starts screaming at everybody. I have to go to Boston for a very important meeting. <laughs> I can't go to hours. Bangor, Maine. My career is staked on this. The economic fate of nations is hinging on this meeting. Ask me about time. Ask me. <laughs> no, mother. I'm going with Michael. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's like Buster Bluth, but also Calgon from Space Mutiny. Oh,
0: yeah, that's definitely, uh, definitely a possibility. Thank you for the Space Mutiny reference. you uh, So, apparently he sees people me, as purple blow monsters away. with, uh,
1: like... Yeah, I didn't understand that scene, but yeah, don't worry, what? it doesn't it, matter. It, it, doesn't it, it, matter!
0: Yeah, it's mentioned, like, once uh, later on, and it never actually does matter. I saw what he
1: saw. What? Then, Next scene, so, let's try fizzy so he drinks. he's
0: stressed out or he can't get to Boston, let me tell you. So, uh, we're not gonna play the kick Murphys, but we will do this. <laughs> he decides to sit down in his chair. He's like, how do I de-stress myself? I've got the best idea.
1: don't so, Ugh. This podcast is really heavy with ASMR lately. I like what we're, we're branching out like this. Well, it's
0: important to have our brand like all over the place. So exactly. his little way of just distressifying himself is just tearing bits of paper uh, really slowly and, and rolling I, his eyes
1: back and moaning.
0: Yeah. Well, so he. Yeah. He tells his head back, He has the most sexual face I have ever seen as he's doing this. I'm like, holy hell! This guy is having the time. I'm out of paper. Damn. Uh. <laughs> Wait, oh, I got a thicker one. Here we go. Uh, So he's just tearing napkins, too, and they're still making a sound that's like this, and I don't know why, but uh, that's this somehow cheers him up. Is it explained? No. Uh, There's also a fat guy on board. You know what his thing is? Is he hungry? He likes to eat. Oh, that's cool. This is a thing I never think I understood. I, I heard some friends say, yeah, you know, back in the 90s, there was really this, like, fat kid trope the fat kid always wants to eat and it wasn't just in like you know live action it was also like cartoons too I lived it (laughs) but boy it is played here more than anything else I've ever seen all this guy does his entire personality is eating almost every single line is about eating in some capacity this airport's empty and everyone's plane. Let's go upstairs and get a fucking sandwich. That's cool. yeah. He
1: is. He's hey, like let's whole just time. not have ten characters, maybe.
0: That's well. There's that too. So I don't feel like we need to go through all the characters, but there's a mystery writer on board. Oh, this guy. Oh, this oh you mean the guy, guy who just
1: solves everything? Well, the, he, That doesn't you know, make sense? Yeah,
0: it's it's worse, though, with him, because A, he's kind of a dick about it, and he even admits, like, I get somewhat patronizing, dear boy, when I get a little bit stressed oh, out. And so he's here to shatner the performance up a little bit, and out. It, he's the whole time he was just calling that guy, dear boy, whose name is Albert, which doesn't actually look that much like Rick Moranis. And, Did uh, I write
1: the Troll 2 kid growing
0: up? I might have. <laughs> And then there's Bethany. Uh, on a scale, she she's definitely in the portfolio, right? Not the portfolio. Uh, she is the most
1: fucking cranberries looking at this <laughs> '90s alternative rock girl I've ever seen. Oh, she with is. those trash dreads, and I swear to God, I think she had a clip on in there. She, was which is a thing I haven't thought cute. of in years.
0: If you don't stop, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one day I'm actually going to meet you, I'm going to do the shit out of this. Anyway, um, great. There is also a black guy. I wonder what will happen to him in the Stephen I King dead movie. dead-ass forgot he was in this movie. Well, he said I here's the thing, a black eye Stephen King movie, I know immediately what's gonna happen to him. Uh weird how He's he gonna would...
1: have magical powers and get an axe in the face. Yeah, uh
0: there was also Dinah. And there is also do a it. school teacher who is the least interesting character on board. Fucking shut up, you know?
1: Or oh, you think we have a chance to get in love? I mean lady. I guess I don't this is know a romance I'm doing.
0: now. So you're just fucking subconsciously <laughs> doing it now. Now I'm actually at the paper. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to get rid of that last one. Maybe I will do this to sort of like calm my erection. Um, was there anyone else on that board? Oh yeah, the guy with the fucking mustache who was a pilot or whatever. So that's why they're able to land. Uh, so they look down and they're like, "Oh, there's nothing out there. Let's fly. Let's fly to Boston." I, I don't know. They just no, they don't fly Boston. I have they... to get the Boston. Yeah, they go to Bangor, Maine, and then the which... British can kind of put someone a nose hole. Now, do we happen to know anyone who lives in Bangor, Maine? <laughs> you know what? Let me just.
1: Uh, Stephen King lives in Maine.
0: Okay, thank, thank you for that. So uh, they get off the plane and they're like, oh, huh, there's nothing around here. The wind is blowing, but we can't see anything or smell anything or taste anything. And all the sights and sounds have been slightly muted. And, and, and do you realize I could turn you in for this? That I can sue this entire airline? The economic fate of nations hinges upon this meeting are just like, oh my God, dude. Have, if, are you aware of what's going on here? Can you like look around? It's just like, yeah, we, we don't, fine. Go ahead and fucking sue us, dude. What do I care? What are you gonna uh, We to do? need
1: to properly convey with visual settings that everything is flavorless, the air is dry, there's no sound or anything. Let's just go film in Maine. Which uh, No effects needed.
0: They they did actually film at the Bangor International Airport. They said of uh, course down to you. Oh, guys. Stephen King a
1: lot of those projects, those smaller ones clicky clack just come film out here i'll show up in your little picture i'll show up on set
0: yeah you know I'm a little part of this i wonder why he didn't awesome. show up in the kubrick version of the shining probably because they <laughs> okay. didn't need him
1: uh tooth cameo in this movie so
0: they're like okay let's explore the airport and they decide to go in through the baggage chute instead of the front door i don't know why <laughs> Forgot about that. yeah that's that's weird so they, they walk in that way and they're like huh it's kind of empty in here let's get something to eat and they they really don't really have much to do there and brownson and pincho separates from the group and they're like where's mr toomey and i'm just like where is he fucking show me that guy and then out comes crakey wakey's dad oh my god have you ever seen someone with a bigger mouth i've never seen a face that
1: looked like it was so close to just having all of the skin rip off from <laughs> sheer anger
0: uh, that guy, the, I don't know who's overacting more, the dad or the son here. It's a competition, and we fucking lost. I know. Bronson Pinchot's just like, I'm about to explode. You know why? Because I lost $43 million. Uh, why, why did he lose a $43 million? He did it on purpose.
1: <laughs> you got a B-.
0: He said he got an A- and a B plus. So like fucking dude, I went to Chuck E. Cheese and that happened. To Jake I realized I to e. while driving home, because his dad says that if he doesn't, if he loafs
1: around too much and doesn't get all A's, the Langoliers are gonna eat him. And then I realized that's just Chinese people. <laughs> you fucking bum, B,
0: Those goddamn Langoliers are in school twelve hours a day. Uh, speaking of, gonna gear- cheer you up and spit you out. So speaking of lazy bums who lay down on the job, uh, when is the next time they are going to publish that article for terribleblog.net? Literally never. So uh, the Langoliers are little balls of hair and teeth and fast little legs. And I'm just like, is that Robin Williams or what? (laughs) Oh, you cocksucker. He died. Anyway. (laughs) uh, So they're just like, okay, I'm going to find one way to get to boss or another. So he enters an unlocked security door, goes to an unlocked locker, and finds a fully loaded revolver, which I guess are standard issue. So I guess when you're adapting
1: a 200-page novel into three hours, you don't think things through.
0: That's a possibility. They, you know, perhaps substance abuse could lead someone to not think things through, but who am I to judge? Uh, Tippity-tap-tap. Then he tries to... And I just realized we're only like an hour into this. So like, hey,
1: Chris, how long do they spend trying out different sandwiches and drinks?
0: Oh, it's, it feels like forever. They have to spit out the beer and stuff like that. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's not spoiled. It's just tasteless. I'm just like, oh, guys, would you get on with it? And they can hear, what, what what was that noise in the background?
1: I don't know what it was supposed to be, but it sounded like something was left in a fucking washing machine. Well, It was awful. What it
0: was supposed to be was a little bit like Rice Krispies after you've poured in the milk. She called it that awful cereal noise. <laughs> Stephen King, I wanted King, to write that down. Master, of but I horror. think
1: at that point I was just glaring daggers at my TV and watching the time code.
0: Oh my god! It, so the movie keeps going despite our best efforts, and uh, they're like, "Well, how are we going to get out of here? Nothing, nothing works." Like, so if the food's spoiled, then our cigarettes don't work. Like, we had like matches and stuff like that. And I'm just sitting here with like my head in my hand, like oh uh, would you just go and uh, they're like oh so the fuel won't burn here either and then the, the fucking Albert says I have the solution to our problem and uh, they're able to I definitely uh,
1: wrote Hillary Clinton voice
0: <laughs> have a solution to our problems
1: bipartisan compromise <laughs>
0: so the uh so the men leave the women folk behind and they take the uh fuel and beer and cigarettes and stuff up to the plane and realize oh it works here but there's like a 15 minute delay why is there a 15 minute delay because this movie is three hours long we had to include everything for some reason
1: everything every test that they run every drink they pour out and watch fizz in real time
0: Oh jeez! So, yeah, they each take turns trying the beer. Why? It has flavor in here. Here, you try it. Oh, what did? Oh, what did that boy say? Albert said something about the soda. It's like, gentlemen, the soda is quite excellent today. And I was just like, can we leave him behind? <laughs> I
1: wanted to fucking die at this point.
0: <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Bronson Pinchot tries to kill the the girl, and Albert saves her. And uh, they're going to hook up because of that. Who cares? He gets tied up and then he escapes. And he just turns into a fucking cartoon character. He stabs <laughs> the black guy because black guy in a Stephen King movie, we know what's going to happen here. And
1: we don't like you guys up here in Maine. And
0: then he just. The he,
1: property value goes down. He
0: just turns around with like his hair all, all weird. He looks at Albert with a knife in his hand. He's like, You're one of them, aren't you? One of the Langoliers? And uh, you can just hear the slide whistle as he turns around, like, and you're just like, oh my god, I, can I get more of this guy? I'll follow him around for three hours. Don't give me a fuck at the mystery writer who, oh my god, the worst part of the movie where it comes to a fucking screeching halt is where th- he starts expounding upon his theory as to what's happened to them in the terms of like temporal displacement or whatever. I think I have found <laughs> a fallacy in our thinking and it is this. Whatever has happened, has happened to us, but only in the... And I was just like, God, would you stop pausing too much? Stop pausing, like, with every single, like, three words. I look, I have
1: the notes split up into night one and night two, and almost every other note in night two is in all caps, such as, we're two hours in, and this guy cried about his dad, and beer got foamy. Holy piss, kill me.
0: I am so, so sick of it, because fucking... Like, they says, so we can't wish oneself back to November 22nd, 1963, and in the Texas State Book Depository building and hope to stop the Kennedy assassination. I'm just like, he says the whole fucking thing. Yeah, as soon as he says that, I'm just like, oh, no, that would be a fucking awesome movie. Instead, we get Langoliers. I'm going to
1: make a novel out of that in 20 years. Yeah. Well, You'll see.
0: It'll right. be 450 pages. You're going to read every one of them. Oh, you <laughs> wish it was only 450, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. 450 oh for God. chapter one. You could anyway. murder someone with that book. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, the... Wait a second. Oh, God, I'm on, I'm on Wikipedia. I'm on Wikipedia. I just here's here's why Craig Toomey lost the forty-three million dollars. He did it deliberately. Like at the end of the movie, I'll, we'll get to that because that's a great scene. Uh, he's oh, just okay. like I I lost the movie deliberately in order to escape his father's abuse. Yeah, he just wanted to get fired. Does his dad work for that company? I thought his dad was dead. Yeah, I thought his dad was dead too. He said the Langoliers got him. But either way, I think what it is is I think he said something like, "This is the only way I can get out." I was like, "That's the only way I can escape this just, company or something like that." Quit. It was like yeah you could just leave it's it's okay to do that too instead no I can't I (laughs) have lost 43 million so uh he he, there's a
1: lot of yelling in this fucking movie so he
0: gets slammed with a fucking toaster and a blanket and uh (laughs) he does and then he's going to get killed and then they tell him nah don't kill him and I'm just like at first I was gonna be like please stop spending like six minutes on this. But I was just like, hey, you know, more Browns and Pinchot the better and the less Dinah the better. So she gets axed off. And I guess I gotta admit, like killing a kid in a story is just like, oh, He just this.
1: fucking stabs that child. Yeah. And worse than so, dumb shows, blind it like,
0: kid gets just, that's that's a knife breaks off in her fucking sternum goes right through her like you know like a knife through hot butter and uh, he's just like oh don't worry you're gonna have you right as rain real quick listen she is going to drown in her own blood if we don't get this knife out of her right quick and I was just like yeah you're really calming her down dude you're doing a great job
1: I, I need you else. to breathe Jesus she's gonna choke to death yeah. <laughs> uh, don't worry love I got you did
0: you feel that energy he was like listen you are gonna yank this out of her it's not gonna be pleasant <laughs> so uh, she like
1: looks at the blood and almost was like Jesus Christ, don't fucking give up now. She's gonna die. You're doing great, sweetie.
0: Keep that pressure, there, damn it. Or I told you about it. you don't have anything against blood, do you? And then he asks her out on a date later, and she says, Yes, <laughs> this
1: movie's good as hell. Yeah,
0: so uh, it keeps. Hey, we're about four hours in. When did the fucking Langoliers show so up? So they know the Langoliers have been there the whole time. You can just hear them constantly. We keep staring out that fucking window, yeah. just waiting you know for They probably to hold don't them.
1: have the money for good effects they probably had to save it for the very end
0: oh yeah that's yeah they they're probably saving it for all that because they certainly didn't spend it on the plane you see that cgs plane that Boy. they were
1: using is that a bad omen or what
0: yeah well anyway uh they're like okay so this guy craig Tibby's dead but Dinah astrally projects herself and like makes him stand sure. up you ever watch perfect strangers no it was an 80s tv show it wasn't very good anyway bronson pinchot was on that it's some sort of over the top kind of racist stereotype of foreigners but they were european so it's okay <laughs> um that. yeah anyway he honestly bronson pinchot went on to be a pretty good actor he does like voiceover roles too he's honestly he's actually a pretty well, nice guy you could have fooled me because uh, in this one not so much anyway he starts to run off and have you ever and i mean ever seen a goofier run than this Oh my
1: god, I was acting it out in my living
0: room he's just going, It was incredible He's just going, hey, da 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 hey, da Immediately, he takes like three steps outside after running And eats shit right in front of two people on the plane <laughs> And gets up he and just he just keeps going door.
1: Like, Oh, he's fucked, lad
0: And uh, there's a board meeting right there And who's the head of the executive board? The fucking
1: angriest beaver of them all Stephen King with that mustache Oh, <laughs> oh my god man, That
0: mustache and uh he asked them in what i think might have been a scene from the actual board meeting for the producers tell me how much money you made me he's like i didn't make any money for you i lost money for you and i did it deliberately and interesting thing here he immediately <laughs> Pokemon grabs go to the poll. yeah <laughs> and he immediately grabs two different women to grab them and scream in their faces I think that was intentional. I think that's just, course like, it was. sexist as shit. I just start scream laughing at them. And and Stephen King just has, like, the same face that I have while watching the whole movie. And uh, <laughs> then the Langoliers come. Disgust. Now, I heard tell of a young lad in middle school who was so much distracted from his work, but his head was in the clouds, and he was more focused on art. And he used to draw things from some of his favorite late-night horror movies. <laughs> oh, fuck i forgot i told you that oh you think i would ever forget this so tell me about the langoliers okay for my defense what year did this movie come out 1995 stop ripping that
1: (laughs) i thought the monster design was pretty cool so (laughs) i used to draw a whole bunch of monsters and stick figures and somewhere in my room if i can find them i will post them that I drew a bunch of little monsters based on this design, with just all the shitty rows of teeth in a circle.
0: Damn.
1: It somehow looks, be- if I remember it right, it looks better than this movie does. Oh, if
0: you don't say so yourself.
1: But I will say, I mean, I can't. I, I said stick figures, yeah. like that was the depth of stick figures of fucking anime hair, and yet, oh, yikes! These things, they look really good.
0: Stop. Anyway, them. I have to admit this is taking up way too much room. All I now I got all these like paper shavings all over the place. Who good? Does this I deserve this. Anyway, Crazy they look terrible. They're the worst things I've ever seen in my life. The fucking teeth and everything. As soon as I see it, and I have to admit, as I was watching, I'm kind of like, would you fucking move? These people are standing on the plane. They're just looking. So this is why the movie takes all. Day. They just stand there looking like, huh? Oh, that's something that's happening. They just like, I see something like that. I'm like, well, I'm gonna get in the plane. You know, I don't want to be outside with those things. And. They, they just stand there, and they're chasing Craig Toomey away, and, oh, it's the silliest thing I've ever seen in my life, so that allows them to get away. <laughs> uh, Alex did bring up a good point. As soon as they get inside the plane, because the plane is technically part of the past or, or the future, or whatever, uh, or they're, whatever they're just indeed. like... They're safe inside there. And we know they're safe because the Legolese try to attack the plane and they're just like menacing them from the windows, like, dar, 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 dar. and uh, they get to like the front of the plane of the windshield, and the pilots just like, get out of here, go on, get, you get know, go on, get out get of here. And uh, they're like, okay, fine, we'll let you leave. And it's like an agonizing thing they pull out. It's just the least thrilling thing I've ever seen. But one more thing about that. I'm involuntarily whenever I'm doing like that little tea thing with them. I mean I'm doing like the thing with my hand, like the fingers just like doing the tea thing. You know who else does that? Craig Tooby's dad. It's the funniest <laughs> thing. <laughs> he just says that I'm just like, Holy shit. It was almost worth the five hours of this movie. So they're like, Okay, we're in the plane again. How are we gonna get back to our time? I'm like, okay, uh, let's go. Good news. There's
1: 40 minutes left to figure it out.
0: <laughs> I looked. It is so long. They were like, okay, let's fly back through that sky vagina. Which makes me realize <laughs> something. Now, they got there because the pilots before were just like, dude, you see that sky vagina right there? Yeah, dude, it's a fucking sky vagina. Dude, dare me to go through it? Oh, dude, I totally dare you to go through it. Dude, I'm going to go do it. Dude, check it out. And they just go right through it. Reroute all coordinates to giant space gash. And, uh, lone fucking behold. Anyway, they get there, <laughs> and they're about to go there. You're like, oh, thank you. This movie can finally end. Then, the uh, Mystery Riders is like, no, wait, turn back before it's too late. And you're just like, oh, come I on. Are we doing this? Livid. Again? I thought we were done. <laughs> we have to turn back.
1: I fucking yelled in anger. Yeah, <laughs> it just my keeps going.
0: And, fucking. I, I couldn't I couldn't stand that. So they're just like, oh, one of us must die because they have to like knock everyone out of the plane, so they're all sleeping. And Alex brought up a point that she's very adamant about. I'm not sure about it. She's like, there could have been a way for the British assassin to live. Like you think about it. And like so he knocks everyone out. He would maybe have just enough energy to like press the button and then they're all okay, you know? Like, I don't know, maybe it's a possibility. Maybe, Or they could have like tied a a string to his hand and then he could have pulled a string and then he would have like pulled the lever or something like that. Have Have you mentioned that I like that movie yet? Anyway, before we do that, we have to have 20 minutes of him talking to that school teacher about how they could have had something. It was like, oh, make sure you tell my dad. And he's like, oh, And they're like, uh, British guy, we need you. We're right in front of the sky vagina. We're just kind of hovering right now. I need you. It's like, wait one more minute. And like, Listen to me, love. I need you to go tell my dad. Tell my dad that I was going to get it all up. You understand me? They
1: probably don't even know each other's names. And he's like prolonging everyone's safety for. All right now you go tell them, you take them flowers, right? It's like,
0: by the way, I murdered people, boy! <laughs> it doesn't matter, alright? It just fucking, it goes on, it's like, did you notice any chemistry between them? I forgot
1: she was in the movie at least eight
0: times. Yeah, she's definitely one of my least favorite parts of that, whereas Bethany and Albert, I, I kind of like, she even asked, would you like to kiss me? I was like, thank you for asking for consent. And, uh, <laughs> so they fly through the sky vagina, and they're okay, <laughs> And, oh, wait, they could have, like, rigged up Dinah's corpse to, like, press the button? Like-
1: <laughs> Look, I wish they'd all died. Yeah, that's... Even the pilot who looks like Fat Chuck Liddell.
0: <laughs> I wish everyone died except for Bronson Pinchot. He you imagine him somehow landing the plane? It's like, I was supposed to be in Boston! Anyway, <laughs> that's, uh, that's what they're doing. And uh, so they, they land at LAX, and you're like, okay, finally the movies. Oh, for fuck's sake, they have to wait and wait and wait for time to catch up with them. Oh, and they're like, oh, look at these cool special effects. It's 1995. These effects would have been dated in 1978. And mm-hmm. finally, are we the new people? It turns out they're okay. Oh, and they all do cr- the 1980s. Tell me how it ends. They, they all do the tell 1980s, exactly. 1990s, uh, you know, jump at the end of the credits sort of thing. And he goes, oh, ah, yeah! And they all jump, <laughs> yeah! And he, he jumps like Mario, so it's fucking awesome. So the Langoliers, oh, I swear I'm to Christ, so out of paper now. Just I'm starting to not enjoy this. <laughs> 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 so you you can see why it gets on other people's nerves, and it actually it's it's kind of it's kind of bothering me. Also, I've got all this paper scraps here. What am I gonna? I should get trash. I should get oh, so wait, little one I can tear here. So,
1: uh before we'll we get consider- any deeper, I would like to apologize to It for all the mean things I said about it.
0: Now, that's an important thing to know. It came out in 1990. So, we go from 1990, and it looks, I guess, <laughs> oh, I, <my> mostly, God. <laughs> it looks mostly fine by 1990 standards. <laughs> except for the giant spider. But, like, I guess the makeup is about as good as you're going to make it look, you know? And some of the effects are kind of dated, but it's like, it's, again, they're working with 1990 bucks. What are you going to do? 1995, I expect a hell of a lot better. It looks so much worse. The whole movie just, it looks bad, you know? And I watched it with like a kind of an HD ish version, I found. It just looks awful.
1: Yeah, like the weird thing with the Langoliers is. I swear, <laughs> it's one of those things that almost everyone has a memory of kind of like it but everyone's like oh do you remember the langoliers it was fucking terrible like it transcends all these other ones like no one talks about graveyard shift or the mangler or any of this garbage but everyone remembers the langoliers being hot garbage and guess what it's worse than you remember it really it's is so much worse
0: Oh, the CG. The CG is bad. The acting is horrendous. The, the story takes forever, and it's not even a good story. Like, I'm sorry, Stephen King. I understand you have a fear of flying, but for this, fuck you, dude. I, I, I can't like, believe I sat through all three hours of this.
1: In terms of straight-up adaptations, not directed dvd okay. sequels of things like Children of the Corn six and shit. This has to be bottom five. It cannot be worse. It's not
0: just bottom five for me. I think it's bottom two. I, I'm in a really tough spot as to which one's worse. I think that this is my least favorite TV adaptation. Mostly because, like again, a three-hour runtime. The only other one that comes close to it would, I guess, be The Shining. Uh, we'll have to the, fucking find out, aren't we? The Shining is four hours. I, we'll get to that if our results get got that kid's through. bucky T. Oh, God. It, how he can kiss never and understand he's
1: That's what I've been missing.
0: And instead of... You know, it's even worse because, again, there's nothing happening in that one either. But at least they talk, you know? Boy, do they talk.
1: Oh, they talk here, too, about sandwiches.
0: It is the least interesting thing. Sorry, dear boy, it's tend to be condescending. Now, when you pour the water out and taste it here... (laughs) But much better would be, uh, you know, Worst Movie. Worst Movie has got to be Dreamcatcher, right?
1: Like, you talking, like, theatrical, like, real movie with real dollars behind it, that, not ABC money?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to include fucking Children of the Corn 666, but you've seen Dreamcatcher, right?
1: I bet Dreamcatcher is way more enjoyable. Also, it's probably half as long.
0: Oh, that's, okay, the true on both fronts. The thing about Dreamcatcher is that I think it's more enjoyable as a good-bad movie for uh, a general audience. I have to admit, after doing this... Not everyone can sit through the Langoliers. Like, Alex was or losing her shit in the first 30 minutes. And you had My trouble My notes look
1: her. like the fucking notebook they find in 7 in his apartment. Yeah. So it gets rough near the end. So,
0: meanwhile, I'm sitting here trying to put up with all of this. And I'm okay with it. I can watch the Langoliers almost any time. I, I just like to show it to people. It's like some sort of Marvel. Like, look how bad this is. I and- love Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of Marvel instead of DC you couldn't even do that one for me I deserve <laughs> that for all these puff quit papers quit <laughs> ripping it <laughs> oh, fucking damn it oh you wonder why I'm single anyway it's getting so heated oh, that's the last one um take my headphones out and just talk to nothing <laughs> That'll be the that'll be the football podcast, uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, Langoliers is is bad, but also I mean, Dreamcatcher is just so bad throughout, but it's also shorter. It's a little bit more digestible, I guess. It's just I mean, think they're called shit weasels. He does that weird. If weirdness. they had a
1: shit weasel in this movie, it would be a whole star I, bet. I have
0: to admit, at least something happens, something stupid happens, but at least it happens. If Morgan
1: somewhere. Freeman flew in with an atop shop, attack chopper, and then the retarded friend Duddits had magic alien powers, <laughs> he was a this Red Sox fan right? Which I don't know. That's what I said. Which I don't know. (laughs) Their fat, retarded friend.
0: (laughs) Which I don't know how to take because uh, he was the only one, uh, it was either him or his mom wearing Red Sox gear. And I was just like, is that supposed to be a commentary on Red Sox fans? And I remember, Stephen King is a way more hardcore Red Sox fan than I am. He goes to games all the time. You know, he's always in the crowd. And I'm pretty sure whenever he's in the crowd, he knows that the camera's going to train on him for some point. So, like... I don't know. Grab any Stephen King novel you, you you have, and just go to the picture of him, like pr- pretty much on the back. He's sitting there in the exact same pose, with, like you know, thumb under his chin and forefinger on the front, like bottom lip. That's him during every game. And I'm just like, he's dude, pro- Trot Nixon is on. Would you mind standing up? But uh, he's probably just watching it, and then he's like, all right, we're gonna change pictures. He's like
1: fuck he like puts his drink down and just sits there for five minutes
0: <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's actually what, what happens uh anyway no one in this fucking movie went on to do anything else at least as far as i know what, what about dean stockwell did he do anything do he have famous? oh actually he, oh, i hope not oh wait so he was in anchors away the green years gentlemen's agreement and kim and he was in blue velvet and paris oh texas and Daddy to live and die in LA, fuck. he earned an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor in his performance in Married to the Mob, Air Force One, The oh Player, God. Beverly Hills Cop 2, Quantum Leap, Battlestar Galactica. What, wait, where did this guy come from?
1: That sounds like a treasure trove of garbage I don't ever want to watch. Listen, he Much was... like the rest of our
0: month. Anyway, uh, then he ended up doing The Langoliers*.
1: Look, I watched The Rage Carry 2 for this week, and that movie is infinitely better than this.
0: Oh, uh, I actually uh, did, uh, didn't get around to watching that.
1: You're fine. <laughs> There's no need to ever watch it. It's aggressively mediocre, but still better than almost any of these TV specials.
0: Now, what about the Chloe Grace Moretz version? That
1: doesn't need to exist. There is no point in that movie existing. They don't change anything to make it contemporary. It's just, hey, you guys heard of this story before? Well, guess what? Kids don't watch old movies, so let's just make it again.
0: Now, we also talked about uh, movies that are, you know, good, bad movies. I, I know that this isn't a Stephen King movie, but I, you got this caught in my head and I got to talk about it. I just can't help it. I can't believe I'm saying this, but let's have a serious discussion about Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2.
1: How bad on a scale of 1 to 10 do you want to rewatch it after watching that video?
0: That is a full 10. That's a 10 and a half right there because Everyone knows about The Blair Witch. You have to know about it. It came out in 1999. It was the movie. It was made only like $22,000. At that point, you're not even paying your actors. That's all just money that's going back and forth between you and the studio. So, I mean, the the movie somehow gets a wide release. I don't know how that happens with a $22,000 budget. Also, shoestring advertising. And people, this is the highest mark you could possibly give any movie ever made. People believed it was real. People watched Gone with the Wind, Star Wars, The Godfather, Citizen Kane. No one ever thought it was real. They watched uh, this mo- actually. <laughs> they watched this movie and they said this is real. And I live 25 miles or I used to live 25 miles away from Burkittsville, Maryland, and you better believe Burkittsville was just inundated with people coming down and was like, "Yeah, the Blair Witch real," and just didn't even care about them. But uh, they, they even, like, bled over into Poolsville at one point. First time anyone's ever visited Poolsville for any reason. And I just remember, it's like, I thought the movie at that point was, I mean, once you're in that area, it kind of gets overplayed because it's all anyone would talk about. I was just like, I don't want to watch this movie. I finally did watch it. I was, like, not really into it. I watched it later, uh, much later in life. I, I appreciated it a lot more. But when I was a kid, I was just like, I don't think I really get it, you know. And then I watched uh, a, another uh, Blair Witch iteration, namely the Blair Thumb. Now, the Blair God Thumb is really it. good. And we talked about this. <laughs> uh, it's it's in that uh, thumb series of movies, and uh, it I have to admit, it's not that good. But my brother and I have very strong memories. <sighs> <on that. laughs> yeah, get the DVD because it has like these special features. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Oh, I gotta remember. Totally to have, regular and cool. I gotta remember to overdub myself, going, as I do it. But, uh, <laughs> I prefer if you didn't, but that's Oh, uh, well, anyway. <laughs> also, we got like 15 minutes. Okay. Now I gotta drive back home. Okay, I'll make this quick. Anyway, so I also watched the sequels called uh, Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2. It's one of the worst movies ever made, as far as I can tell. It is the ultimate good-bad movie. It is so much fun to watch just because of how shitty it is. It makes no sense. The acting's terrible. The story's terrible. The writing's terrible. Then Parker decides to show me a video. Parker, tell me about this video. Well,
1: this is from an account you should all follow called Good Bad Flicks, and they have a video titled Exploring Blair Witch 2, where we get to find out just how bad the studio fucked them on literally every possible aspect of making that movie from completely reorganizing it and moving scenes around fucking up music choices adding in stuff it's a colossal fuck up and there's no way to get the original version but my god does that original version sound like an actual comma good movie
0: at this point i don't have any money but i want to start some sort of patreon or so or like uh indiegogo or i don't know what the other ones are uh, to finance some sort of fan edit of this movie. If we can get one of those going, boy, that would be about the coolest thing in the world. Anyway, you improved my day when you showed me that. That just was just, just like that knocks my socks off. So I'm gonna do you a favor. Our movies next week are the Tommy Knockers and Creepshow.
1: Oh, you, uh, you did me a favor, huh? Yep. With the Tommy Knockers.
0: <laughs> the Tommy Knockers. I didn't buy that book. That was it was like a million pounds
1: chris what is a tommy knocker that's a really good question god damn it
0: it's been one week since you looked at me cocked your head to the side and said I'm angry Five days since you laughed at me Saying get that together, come back and see me Three days since the living room I realized it's all my fault but couldn't tell you Yesterday, you would forgiven me But it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry Hold Then now one wants a hoodwink Does I make you stop think You'll think you're looking at Aquaman I summon fish to the dish Although I like the shally swiss I like the sushi cause it's never touched a frying pan Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes big like the Rhymes, Because I'm all about value Burt has got the mad hits You try to match wits You try to hold me but a bust through Gonna make a break and take a break out like a sneak and they can check out like vanilla It's the finest of the flavors Gonna see the jokers and you'll know the vertigo is gonna go, Cause it's so dangerous you'll have to sign a waiver How can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad? Trying hard not to smile though I feel bad I have a tendency to wear my mind on my sleeve I have a history of taking up my shirt It's been one week since you looked at me Threw your arms in the air and said you're crazy. Five days since you tackled me. I still got the rug burns on both my knees. It's been three days since the afternoon. You realize it's not my fault, not a moment too soon. Yesterday, you've forgiven me. And now I'll sit back and wait till you say you're sorry. The China, China, the Chinese chicken. You have a drumstick and your brain stops ticking. Watching X-Files with no lights on. We're May Son. I hope the smoky men in this one, like Harrison. Ford on getting frantic. Like thing and fan trick. Like stickers guaranteed to satisfy. Like Kurosawa, I make mad films. Okay, I don't make films. But if I did it, every samurai. I'm gonna get a set, I better come to mind the kind, the kind you know through so my arms are always flying off the backswing swing. gonna get into my sailor moon cause the cartoon has got the boom and I made dates it, that it make me think the wrong thing How oh, can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad, trying hard not to smile below I bad. I have a tendency to wear my mind on my sleeve. I have a history of losing my shirt. It's been one week since you looked at me, dropped your arms to the sides and said, I'm sorry. Five days since I laughed at you and said, You just did just what I thought you were gonna do. Three days since the living room, we realize we're both to blame, but what could we do? Yesterday, you just smiled at me, cause it'll still be two days, two weeks, and we're sorry. It'll still be we two days, two weeks, and we're sorry. It'll still be two days, till weeks, and we're sorry. But yeah, yeah, I've been to Osaka for a week. You're so cool. I know. And uh then I w- even your family's sick of this <laughs>